It's been um, exactly. It's been a like month. a month. I think it's been exactly a month, which is actually kind of perfect timing. I think like we can. Now we can say we planned it. Exactly. <laughs> that's actually what I was when I made that. I made a post like a few days ago, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this clearly was on purpose." But like a month sounds like a good time, and I am actually like rejuvenated to do this kind of thing more. And I feel like in between last episode and this episode, I've thought of like you know a million things to do to um i'm suggesting levels here i thought of a million things to do to like change the program or what to do or how to keep it the same and i have a couple ideas but i want to hear what you think it's nothing to actually change the format of the show at all but it's the delivery method and i was thinking what if we cut it into pieces and deliver it throughout the week in like our chunks oh, you know i like that at once see so throughout the week okay that was just my, yeah that was my big idea yep <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I mean, as as you know, I'm pretty flexible about all of this shit because I just enjoy chatting, right? Yeah. I feel as we've been over this, like it's it feels nice even to just like um, I think in the like best ways of Twitter, where and well, maybe I shouldn't say Twitter anymore, right? Maybe I should say in the best aspects of social media. Yeah. Um. I think what was always nice was that, like, you could, one could, right, um, let's say, go to the internet and say, I'm dealing or struggling with an issue. And for a variety of reasons, I can't talk to the immediate people around me. Right. Right? Because it doesn't have to be a bad thing either in order no. for it to have to be a secret or a surprise even, right? Like, yeah. I think I make the difference. I, I personally make a distinction between secrets and surprises, right? Which secrets tend to be, like, bad things and surprises tend to be good things, right? right. So, like, planning a surprise birthday party is typically not a bad thing. I say typically, Unless it's right? for me. I would be very upset. Well, I, I mean, I think you and I actually talked about that once, oh. too. I don't like those kinds of surprises either, yeah. right? Like, I like to know what I'm walking into. Oh, 100% or at least, of the time. Most of the time. Or at least in, um, uh, maybe within boundaries, right? Yeah. Like, um, if, like, if Tyler got into his head that he wanted to throw me a surprise party, I don't think I would be opposed to it. I okay. think I would be very dependent on, like, well, what are we celebrating? Like, um, is it, like, a milestone birthday? In which case, I might be okay with it. Okay. But if it's, like, just, like, a 37th birthday... That's not what I want. I don't like being the center of attention, typically. Um, so I will kind of put up with it for like a big thing, mm. right? Like it's actually one of the reasons I was kind of uncomfortable at the wedding is because the wedding is like, we are the center of attention. That's the yeah, whole fucking point, design, right? That's a feature, not a bug. Yeah, that's the your plan. Your names are on the right? cover of the program, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Wait, who's going to be there? Uh, right. Kathy and Tyler. <laughs> right, so, um... <laughs> But I have, I, I personally have the issue being the center of attention, right? Like, yeah. as a subject. I don't mind if I'm, like, interviewing somebody. Right. But I'm still not the center of attention in that regard, right? Yes. So, like, I could sit on stage with, like, the president. Like, Mr. President, what do you think about this? But I'm not the center of attention. Yeah. I'm creating the focus on the other individual, right? So it isn't me anyway. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. 
Um, I would also be so anxious that I wasn't dressed properly. So I've oh. actually also said, I've also said this to like, actually just my friends too, like, uh, not just like Tyler, because it kind of just applies to anything, right? Like if my friends say, let's go out to dinner, I'll be like, okay, cool. Where? Cause now I know how much money to bring, what to wear. Right. And it's like, I'm not opposed to something fancy, let's say, but I have to know that I'm bringing that much money to spend on dinner versus uh let me check my bank account mm -hmm. you know or something mm -hmm. you know like um or that i'm properly dressed right like i don't want to go to a fancy restaurant um in my nine inch nails t-shirt actually yeah. i would feel out of place even though they probably wouldn't give a shit, right but i wouldn't be okay with it so i would feel uncomfortable like and i don't want that i would rather just let's say even just go in a simple black t-shirt like what i'm wearing right now right it's not any more or less casual than my nine inch nails t-shirt and yet i'd be way more comfortable in this at geronimo's than <laughs> uh, mostly because i like blending into those spaces i don't actually like calling too much attention to myself yeah um, yeah i think uh, i went to geronimo's with it was four it was, it was actually kind of a weird is it weird to like have a couple and then bring two separate friends who are not in a romantic connection together at all like anyway that's what we no that okay. i mean no because again right if if what we're doing is we're friends going out to dinner that's what we were doing yeah right then it doesn't really matter that one of them is a romantic partner i don't think like yeah. i'd do that you know it would just but again kind of the same thing it would be like Hey, we're all agreeing to take friend out for their birthday to Geronimo's. That's what it right? was. Like, it was one of our you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I just mean like if you had if you had taken a group of four to dinner for two. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the name of the restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Like... I know I remember driving past there and seeing their wine deal. They had like that little sandwich. Oh, it's really good. It's a really good restaurant. Cool. So um emily's friend actually runs it she's oh. the owner chef proprietor or whatever um and uh so during the pandemic em so like the kiddo was like i'll eat chicken nuggets and we're like yeah okay well you're a kid and we're not going to be upset with the fact that you're going to eat chicken nuggets as a comfort food in the middle of the world falling apart. So please, by all means, go ahead, child, eat your chicken nuggets. And then she and I would look at, at each other and go, well, uh, if the kid's going to have chicken nuggets, but you and I want filet mignon, then let's just fucking order from dinner for two. So Emily and I would always order from dinner for two in the middle of the pandemic because it's like, oh, hell yeah, I want, you know, herb crusted salmon. Yeah. And, you know, like, because, like, we weren't making that for ourselves. Right. Right. And I certainly wasn't going to the grocery store in the same way where I was like, like, I, I'm a pretty good baker, but I've been a shitty cook. <laughs> so, yeah, Emily's a good cook. And so I, when when uh, when she and I were spending time together, I felt kind of inspired, like, I could learn to make an eggplant parmesan if I really wanted to, you know? So I was like, yeah, well, yeah. let me let me actually enjoy spending time in the grocery store aisles instead of making it the 10-minute chore I abhor, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, if you go in there and you've you've just like watched your little uh, instructional video and you're like kind of pumped up to do it, like for me, that's like the moment where I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do this now. Unless it's like a thing I've made a bunch of times or it's like basic enough where I've, I've it's like there's no real thinking to it. You know, you're just mixing some sauces together. Or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, actually, uh, the thing that I used to buy like stews. And, and like, uh, the Korean curries and stuff like that that come in the little jars. You just, like, toss them into, like, a pot with some coconut milk. And you're like, well, I have a curry. But you haven't actually cooked. You've basically made, like, thing. fast food. <laughs> yeah, no, you opened a can of ragu. Yeah. You literally, it's, like, it's, Korean, it's Korean spaghetti. It's, yeah, it's, it's one variety of Asian culture or another. No, I mean, really, but, like, I mean, it, it really is that simple. And I think we kind of psych ourselves out because, like, this is also what cooking has become, right? Like, yeah. even yeah. since the 1950s, right? Like, all of, anyway. No. Um, all that bullshit for the cast, but. Yeah, no. I, uh, all that as a way of saying happy Friday, Brian. Oh, thank my you, God. Kathy. I'm so glad that we're back at this. It feels like. Yeah. Um, some In some ways that no time has passed at all, but also some time has passed i am actually already kind of recording now um yeah i don't like time in that way not a fan i would i I enjoy the passage of time i am resentful of the passage of time yeah i feel like uh, i wish i had more control over time like i had more control over like can it go slower can i go faster can i make this moment last just a little bit longer yeah, Can I mean, this one go faster. This one's me at the dentist. Can we just like go one and a half speed on this one, like a YouTube video? Yeah, and and, and when we, do we get that ability? We want the we want the good moments to last longer. Um, yeah, I, I, I've been listening to that album, some Pet Sounds, because now I guess we're recording, so people are probably going to need to know what I'm talking about. So, well, here. Actually, since we need an intro song, let me just go ahead and play that song into the intro of the podcast. So let me change tabs here to this. Oh, I'm really excited, too, because we watched um, the uh, the Beach Boys movie with Paul Dano and uh, John Cusack as Brian Wilson. Oh, I didn't know there was any actual, like, movies featuring, like... And a character, Brian Wilson. That's interesting. It's on Amazon Prime. So you're, what's, I what's forgot it what it's called. Oh. Love and, hold on, let me find it. Oh, I forgot. I'm surprised he allowed um, himself to be portrayed. I thought he was kind of like a real yeah, no, he, creator, yeah, he, control freak. It made with his blessing, apparently. Wow. Wow. He hasn't even written a book yet. Did you know that? He's working Love on Love and Mercy. Love and Mercy. Okay, his he and his remaining kind of original guys that he's still connected with are writing a book about the band's entire history and like all of their lives together, like the time they spent together. So it's supposed to be like massive and they've been working on it for a long time. I'm interested uh, to see how that turns out. I think that might be my kind of like when that comes out in the next year or so uh, might be like my way of actually like getting into their world other than the reading okay when when we come back from the song i'm gonna read you some wiki shit about the movie that you'll probably find fascinating create an appropriate intro considering that the intro song is yeah this existed before it got frozen in and a month 
do. Wow, they've changed how this works. There's like bolding now in the... I think the font is different. Oh, wow. Do you see, see this? What's... Yeah. It, it, this is in the formatting. Yeah, so they've definitely like evolved this. And we haven't done this in... We didn't even use this for the last episode. Mm -mm. We did. Mm -mm. Um, did you also see that Zoom, the program we are using... Yes. This is not a sponsored post. <laughs> um that uh it it updated its terms of service to indicate some something oh, about oh. ai or another oh. I, i'm not really sure what they've uh, what what we've agreed to by updating our software but yeah that's basically <laughs> what happened i did i saw um, there's a very long list of patch notes and i only yeah. you know, just opened the software like a month ago to talk to you so i can't a lot has changed apparently in one month it looks different too sort of mm -hmm. the buttons and stuff it mm -hmm. looks like they've actually made, done like a major update mm -hmm. So let me go ahead and click this button, although I need to change it to our official spokesperson. I'm going to click this, although I'm going to make the voice disappear. The familiar riff of... No, not ready for you. Okay. Here we go. Now we're actually starting the show.
I just have to share what I just saw. You know, I don't, I don't often share this, but I'll share this. I do share with Kathy from time to time, but I'm going to just turn. No, no, you couldn't see from the laptop the camera, but here, let me, <laughs> let me add. No, I don't know if there's a way to add my phone to the, I wish I could show. So like, I live on a canal and my, the back of my house basically is all sliding glass windows. So the whole That's wall. That's like a Florida humble brag. Well, it's actually kind of, if you don't own a boat, it's actually kind of a a menace. It makes the neighborhoods hard to navigate, but, um, so anyway, yeah, I guess it is. You're right. right, Well, but it's still terrifying. I mean, I, I, I would, I, I, I will say that I am both envious and, uh, terrified for you like all the time. Yeah. It it feels, it's very, it's very (laughs) exposing. It's very exposing. It means that basically, unless my curtains are shut. At all times, it's dark. So it's dark in here, or everyone can see into my house, and then I can see into their house. So, <laughs> so behind my house, there's really only one house. Every other house kind of has a construction, or, or uh, basically, they figured this out for their own selves. But the house behind me, directly behind me, is essentially a Airbnb. It's always shifting. It's always changing. The people mm-hmm, there mm-hmm, are always mm-hmm. changing, uh, usually week to week, sometimes every couple of weeks. They're these, like, uh, usually German tourists, I think. And uh, the shit they get up to, man, it's, like, either it's, it's party central, it's definitely some kind of, like, like, swinger situation going on it's all kinds of different situations but man it's always like the most distracting shit i'll be like sitting here recording a podcast we were just listening to the intro song and like the in your mind the cartoon version of like a huge half naked german man in swim trunks jumping into the pool in like a cannonball style water splashing everywhere all over his family and they're all going like ha 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 it's all it just happened. It just happened real. You've been reading my dream journal. <laughs> it's incredible. And, you know, of course, I don't know German, so I can't understand anything they're saying. So I can't, I couldn't eavesdrop on them if I even wanted to. But, like, um, and from this distance, honestly, I can't even really hear anything anyway. But it's, um, yeah, God, it's something to take in. They're always up to something, man. And they live, they come here basically, it seems like if you come from Germany, to come to Cape Coral, which is a big thing. Like, this is, like, uh, it's been since the 50s, like, a big... It's in, like, even those real estate history books from, like, Cape Coral always talked about the people coming from Germany because they originally sold a lot of real estate in uh, London and, I don't know, some big city in Germany. Um, (laughs) That kind of kicked it off back in the 50s. Yeah, it's true. Uh, (laughs) And, yeah, so... I'm always looking no. back here and either it's like group sex or some kind of nudity or it's, it's honestly as a Those person, Germans, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's like, I don't know if that's just what they're always up to. They're, 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 they're definitely like, I've had like couples who were like swapping before I've seen like totally normal families or there's nothing at all, but like it's, I've also definitely seen a configuration of couples that was so confusing like they were here for like a month and the configuration in my head based on my observations kept swapping back from are the two younger people in a couple or are they brother and sister and then later i was like well they are brother and sister but also they're like 
what is happening here? Like, what is the dynamic? What is... Are, this is just we, what we do on Florida vacation? Are we secretly filming an OnlyFans <laughs> video here? Like, what is, what is going on? It's, it's really... Um, it's, it's like... Um, I don't know. It's unavoidable. I mean, when I, when I started, uh, when I first moved in and I was That's still really smoking funny. cigarettes at the time, I would, you know, I'm not going to smoke inside. So I'd go out back, sit right here. And it's just like always visible. So that's just always been a part of my life living in this house. And I've always kind of held back on it. And I don't give specifics because it's just too fucking weird to even talk about. But there you go. There's a few examples. Um, it's very, a big part of my life. Because I have to think about it all the time. I have to think about it. Are they looking in my living room right now? What it's can like they see? In there too, right? Yeah. It's just a rotating. And it's yeah. If it was a, they a have set of neighbors, then I'd be like, oh well, I'd be comfortable with them. I know what their deal is. Maybe I would have met them at some point. But yeah, it's it's like having a hotel balcony looking into my living room. And so, that's just a part of my life. Yeah, I've tried to <laughs> not think about it for a long time. Uh, now I just can't not think about it anymore. It's just... It's oh, so um... Frosted glass. Yes. You should get, get some... I do have uh, sheer curtains, um, sort of. But but it can be kind of... It, it can still be, like... See, so, like, if... So, this is what I have in my... So, I have in my living room, uh... The, the doors are... A co uh, it's a French doors that open to the patio outside. And so they have glass in the glass panes, the length of the door. If that, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I like to see outside, but I like to have privacy and I don't really want to see the parking lot. I want to see the sky and yes. the trees. Yes. Right. So what I've done is I have taken like a frosting to the bottom half. And then left the top half exposed, basically. And so what I, I actually like did, this may seem insane, that but I I am not insane. I am a genius. See, so what I did is yeah. I sat on my couch first and then marked yeah. uh, like yeah. with a pencil exactly like the like... height that I needed. Yes. See, so like I, could, oh, I yeah, first sat on the couch here and then who cares? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I first sat on the couch, then I went to different corners of the room. I kind of triangulated and said, based on all of this input, I am going to put it at such and such a height. So from my couch, I can see nothing but tree treetops and sky. But the moment I walk up right up to the window. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, or even just a, a little bit closer, even if all I'm doing is standing, I can't see the parking lot because of the frosting. It would also stop. Like, the I'd have to really deliberately go look out there, which I don't really want to do unless like something's actually happening, which why would I care, though? Yeah. And you know, the only... and I want to be able to like sit like, you know, in the comfort of my own home, you know, in a variety of states of dress and undress, see, depending on the weather. And I don't right? want to have to constantly, like, do the, honestly, OCD, in my own, I'll speak for myself, OCD management of, like, are the curtains open and closed to the specific level? Do yep. I want natural light versus is it closed for privacy? Like, this is something that I'll, I think about, and that's kind of the reason why I brought this up in the first place. Managing the privacy levels is, like, 
a time consuming in the brain like constantly yes. doing this is, yes. is so it's too much to think about something i'm trying to like eliminate and make more like yeah less overhead but like thinking about those people across the street and the fact that they change all the time and i don't know like what their comfort level is with anything so i'm like i don't know so i could assume that the group sex couple probably doesn't care if they see me having sex across the way Right, and there's some kind of interesting dynamic to that as well. Yeah, right? but like if but, you have like your grandma, exactly. Over, see, this isn't even really about what your comfort yes. level is necessarily. This yes. isn't really just about whether you, Brian, person who lives yes. in the house, right? Is that it's like you're going to be inviting people over, right? Like if you were like, hmm, I'm going to uh, invite yeah. my friends who have a toddler to use the pool, uh, and you know, right? Like it's 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 like I don't know. It's like I feel like there's, um. Uh, like I'm not a prude by any means, I, and I way. feel like right. the th these are completely different concepts, right? Yeah. And so I, I I take care not to conflate them. And I'm so, glad that you said that. And and part of part of this also, Brian, is I think us us as people who deal with this kind of OCD thing are. Uh, this is why I have that shit. You see, you, what you just described is that I don't want to check <laughs> yes. my curtains over and over and over again and like yeah. like nobody is stuck in this ocd prison more than i am right like even if like you know if my friends and loved ones think it's annoying man y'all don't know how i fucking feel about it i wish i could stop right like but that's these are the things i have found to manage it right and so um here's another thing that i do okay mm. um uh so I think a lot of people think I'm a genius. Yes, I do. I do carry that as a belief, and, and that's Whether okay. You'll deny like, it to me I'll, I'll, I'll deny it for this one simple reason, <laughs> I, I, and it's because I, I feel like all I've done is like life hacked my way into appearing that way, because I don't think I actually am. I think like I, I like any other monkey human, allow my anxiety or my OCDness or in in my case also my PTSD, right? Yeah. All of that shit, I say I allow it to get to me. That's not exactly true, right? Because uh, I go to therapy and have gone and uh, hope to go again and continue shall, right? Like I I believe in all that shit, and I say therapy. I also mean like. Even when I can't afford it, right? I'm like, well, what stupid dumbass article can I read that's like, A, a real one. Maybe I find like a real actual piece of clinical literature that might give me some insight. It might literally just be a fucking Oprah article and I get to go, well, that seemed like bullshit. But I guess I kind of get what they're trying to say, right? Like, mind over matter. Keep a positive attitude. I know that that shit won't cure my depression. But, hey, I also probably shouldn't let negative intrusive thoughts win either right like what would i be arguing for i guess i'm trying to say maybe i should actually try to look on the bright side of things right like anyway whatever um no, i hear you hmm. i don't I, so i i uh, i put post-it notes everywhere i have a post-it note i have i have three post-it notes by my door um one of them is a list of things i may have forgotten to leave on or off um so it is literally a list that says and i shit you not i'm gonna read it to you mm -hmm. okay because i can my, my my mic will reach that far i love this i literally this is the crazy you're never 
in my life. No. I never thought that microphone could move. I thought it was attached to the desk all this time. Oh my no, god, this is so first, funny. I didn't know it was like well, I, I can move it a little bit. It's not it's I mean it's it's got a cord, it but it sounds really you know. nice too. It's always sounded really nice. I don't know what that is, but it's just a it's just a little yeah, I just got a little desk. I've always had this little desk mic because I just got it to be able to zoom for work and shit. Yeah, uh, so I have yeah. a uh I have one that says dishwasher laundry. Mm -hmm. So uh oh, that's yeah. because I'm I I am um, I often fill the dishwasher and say I'll start it when I leave the house and then you know what I'll do I'll leave the house having forgotten to start it and and so uh that would frustrate me so much I would get home and I would be so frustrated with myself yeah. right over a small tiny thing I I I readily admit this okay but it would become a problem for me because I would become so frustrated that I can't believe my fucking dumbass forgot to start the dishwasher. That was like, right? And I would spiral into like uh, just negative thinking, right? For no reason because yeah. I'm insane, well, right? So, yeah. Um, I got that one. So, so what I did is by putting that post it note, here's how this actually works in the like Rube Goldberg of my brain. If I say to myself, I'm going to start the dishwasher when I leave the house, then I go up to that post-it note and I drop a little magnet right over the word dishwasher. Yeah. Okay. Because I may not leave the house for another, I don't know, four hours, five hours. I'm just doing chores maybe, or maybe it just coincidentally, whatever. Um I might have lit some candles in the bathroom after mm. a particularly bad duke, right? Or something. <laughs> and you know what? You shouldn't leave candles burning, right? Yeah. But I will forget oh, because yeah. I will get so in my head about something else completely that I have gotten that I lit that candle. So what I do is the moment I light the candle, I come back and I put a little magnet on the word candle. Right? So now five hours later... I grab my phone wallet keys because that is the second list that I have That's what on I my door. Say, yeah, because I'll, I'll go to the car without each of those, make three separate trips, which for me three is trips. from the kitchen so, to the garage, but mm -hmm. still, I will. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, And fuck. I say phone wallet keys because that's like the shorthand for what my list actually is, right? Because it, it is a variety of things, yeah, that I know I will be upset if I leave the house without. Yes, but that's at least a checklist and I get to make a decision and say, um, it's the middle of winter and I don't actually need my uh, sunglasses right now. I can leave those here. But I at least made a conscious decision in my head, right? And so that by itself, okay? I, yeah. Um, I, so I have this list, right? I have this like list of shit to do that is written on that post-it note. And so then the moment I go to lock the door, open the door to walk outside, I'm confronted at eye level with this checklist I myself made. And so now I'm like, oh yeah, right. I forgot to start the dishwasher. So in that exact moment, I turn right my ass around and go turn it on. Then I can walk out the door. And you know what I, you know, because these were conscious decisions as opposed to automatic ones, when I leave the house, I have zero doubt in my mind that i started the fucking dishwasher so you know what i don't do i don't obsess about whether or not i did so yes. it's not the post-it note right it's it's that if 
without the post-it note, I would be obsessing for the rest of my five-hour trip or whatever, however long I was out of the house. And I would think about it six times. It would become an intrusive thought. And instead, I've created it, essentially. I've created my own... I've life-hacked my own fucking brain environment so that I can say definitively, I know I started it. I walked out the door, saw my... Po- like, I... Like, I... Like... As a conscious act, right? So I, yeah. I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm free. Yes, and that's it for me too. Is having like the memory because I have like a, as I've learned recently, even smoking the <laughs> tremendous amount of weed, I, I have actually a pretty good memory. Um, I almost thought I had a bad one, but I think it's because I just like deleted shit as it was being <laughs> recorded. Um, and yeah, for me, like having a conscious memory of seeing something like that would solve the issue. I'd be like, oh well, I saw this thing that like reminded me. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the two post-it notes I have in my fridge right now, one of which is uh, labeled Furniture 2, which is my plan for the living room on a post-it note, and uh, which is a reference to uh, Culture 2, the, the Migos album. And then I have another one that says, Resubscribe to New York Magazine. That has been on there since February. <laughs> I still have not resubscribed. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, not no. going to happen. <laughs> So, so at work, I often forget to lock the back door. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have put a post-it note by the front door that says, did you remember to lock the back door? It's <laughs> a good one. I also... No, it's, 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 um, and, and I, I cannot stress enough that they are indeed bright neon colors. <laughs> like, yeah. um... So, so this is how I manage my OCD, right? I've, I've, I, I've learned. Again, it doesn't cure it a hundred percent in all of the different ways. Like I said, I still need a nightlight and shit, right? I've, uh, but these other little things actually improve my quality of life, right? In the same way that the nightlight does, right? It's why. I have the automatic turn on like like the light responsive night lights because then I don't think about it. Same thing, right? Like, um, so something about every single tiny little creature comfort detail has to work. Um, but that's what that's exactly what allows the OCD to retreat. So like it's like a really kind of bizarre balance because it has to be just enough OCD. To notice the pattern, right, and then break out of it, yeah, right. Like so, they're they're, yeah. It's it's a little, it's it's kind of I think this like uh this contradiction of trying to like manage one's own kind of brain. Yeah, it's almost like you have to like be self aware enough to catch the habits as they're forming. When you think about when when you've had enough time, been alive long enough, essentially to notice your patterns or your emotions or your what puts you on certain paths then you can mm-hmm. kind of predict and say like oh i just started like a new habit i've done this a couple times three times or whatever and now mm-hmm. i should avoid that next time and then it won't even become like a real mm-hmm. habit like that's i've been kind of trying to practice that but obviously it's so difficult because before you realize that you're already doing other stuff that's just kind of mm-hmm. nature once you kind of clear up one thing it's something else but I'll tell you one thing. How about this? Um, I have a Philips Hue light system in my house. So I can, like, change all the... I had the same... <laughs> I just took it from Santa Fe, all the light bulbs. There's not really much to it. It's like a little box you plug in. You just change the light bulbs to these LED light bulbs. 
and like it's definitely like a habit for me to like just like the uh, the curtains and stuff like that like manage like the light mm-hmm. levels mm-hmm. in my house like that's like a thing not to like create like a vibe but it's like oh well it would be more appropriate now to have like a light level that matches like the outside so i'm gonna like take mm-hmm. it down to 40 percent by giving me like control over mm-hmm. color and specific mm-hmm. heat like uh you know mm-hmm. like brightness that's interesting yeah, no and All i have to have like warm i have me, to have warm light or i like lose my shit right and i like to have like blue light when i'm like or or like uh red light even I'm not like like blue like straight blue not just like a cool white light but mm-hmm. like blue because it's like um, I don't know if the brain reacts to it differently but it's it's great it's better than having red I know that mm. um, for like low light but interesting uh, I like yeah. I really like uh, I I have a red light in the bathroom yeah and I, not I, just I, like I, for heating purposes but like you know because you can get like a warm one like a regular light for warming purposes in a bathroom or whatever yeah. but but i like the color uh, i like it in there yeah that feels to... it feels like i'm in a dark room i, I guess do... I, it feels like i'm about to develop some film yeah i used to do red in santa fe that was my color then but i'm not into it anymore it's like yeah a... maybe maybe in florida the color is blue right because <laughs> of the ocean yeah right like it blends into the ocean ocean sky yeah thing yeah, uh, here of course Santa Fe, the land is you know it's all that that glowing red, and then the sunsets get glowing red, and then it's red, and then it's and then pitch black, and <laughs> and then in northern New Mexico you have this beautiful forest, the green too, which is something that oh. I think about. That's the color that I would have, but for some reason I guess LEDs can't make a convincing green, like a real like forest green. It's just not a color they can produce yet. Um, so I picked blue, and I obsess about it like crazy. So. It served me well, I guess. No, <clears throat> it's fun. Um, yeah, I've no, been... we've been having some real some. So yeah. for our listeners, I'm glad we've that been, you, uh, you picked yeah. up that. For our listeners, uh, we've been on hiatus for about a month because, uh, you know, I was going through some very amazing, awesome life changes. Brian came to the wedding; it was yeah. pretty awesome. We had a great it was the time. Best time. Amazing. It was a great, great event. Great time was had by all. Yeah. Uh, Tyler and I went on our honeymoon. It was That was also some time away, um, away from work and life and all the things. So that was also pleasant. Um and and then and then and then we came back and it was just there was still like, you know, there was I'll say for me an adjustment period. I felt like I was uh I didn't know what was happening at work. I didn't know what was happening in life. Uh Tyler was going to go start work again as a school teacher. So the school year was starting, right? So it was a little busy, a lot of hecticness. Um, And and in that time, Brian and I have certainly spoken. We just haven't recorded a show, yeah. right? So uh, we've been having real talk, as it were. Real talk with Brian and Kathy. Yeah. (laughs) It's our our second podcast. We'll start when we have the bravery to actually record our real conversation. Yeah, when we get like a real therapist. (laughs) It's true. No, that's what we would need. I think that would actually... Oh, it's an interesting dynamic, actually. Do you know, as much as there's never... um, I don't want to interrupt you completely. I do want to say exactly where we are. But I, as much as our podcast doesn't exist anywhere else besides what we do, that kind of podcast doesn't exist either. The the podcast, well, it might exist in part, but they're probably faking it if it does exist. Um, not even just like a like a like a group therapy hmm. 
podcast. It's just not a. I I feel like I would have interesting. Heard about it yeah, already, you know what I mean. And it's not even maybe it's not even always the same couple people or three people or whatever. Yeah, it kind of rotates and stuff. That's an interesting thought. I guess you're right about that. It just doesn't exist. I mean, it doesn't mean we have to create it, but. No, that, of there's course. Room in yeah, the world no, for they, that no, we're like, we're constantly putting ideas out in the world that yeah, that's, we that's can't possibly do. We're, we're ideas guys. Nope. Yeah. As they say on the forums. Yeah, right. <laughs> look, if I, look, if 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 I had like Netflix money, sure, okay, you know. Yeah. Exactly. But then we could get know. like uh But even that? even Netflix writers don't have Netflix money, so you know, <laughs> fuck Netflix, fuck them. Yeah, fuck even all and of even them. the celebs are getting even the celebs, the big time celebs like the Will Smith level celebs are getting together with the Matt Damons of the world and yeah. those types and they're creating um, investment groups together like um George mm-hmm. Clooney and his buddies. Um, well, I mean, this is, I mean, it feels like celebrities are just reinventing United oh. Artists, right? Like, that was exactly what the Uni- United Artists Studios was. Yeah. That was a group of artists coming together and saying, mm. well, we'll have our own studio then. Well, let's just hope that it's not led by, like, an Alec Baldwin type. That's all. Let's hope it's, oh, like, on the oh, good side of history. Oh, have you heard all the news? Oh, no. Fill me in. Because oh I okay, think okay, maybe okay, it's been okay. out of the big headlines. Tell me. Okay, hold on. Hold on, let me pull it up. For anyone at home, you can go I'm and listen gonna, to the 50 episodes we've mentioned this situation in. By the way, I, oh, I, I want to point out that... Uh, mm. uh, oh, wait, this is crazy. On my, on my tab, I still have... We didn't used uh, to be able to do this. I couldn't, we, I couldn't screen share while you're screen sharing before. Now, can you see what my screen is? No. Oh, okay. So I me... just took over, it looks okay. like. That, that <laughs> wasn't possible before. That's good, though. Um, oh, let good. me stop sharing. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Um. Let me see. Uh. Da, 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 da. Okay. Yeah. For everyone at home, that doesn't matter to you. But... <laughs> I like. <laughs> That's such a classic uh, local news photo. An artist staring through like, or like his face up next to a sculpture, like with his hands squaring it up. I like that. Sorry, but when I am smoking <coughs> weed, it's a professional admission for me to you. But you're okay, doing. so let me go back to you. Um, I guess the last thing happened in late June. Mm-hmm. I think you and I may have chatted about this, but uh, the... Um, as as our listeners know, we've been tracking the goings on of the Rust case with Alec Baldwin and the shooting. So apparently, yes. the armorer had cocaine on set. Um, That's new to me, but and um, apparently, not only did they have cocaine on set, but after the shooting, transfer asked someone, "Hey, can you hold this for me?" This is an extra level of complication. So, like, what? Yeah. So that happened in late June. So, uh, then uh, in early August, uh, they just had all of the preliminary hearings, and they said trial in December. So that's what we know now. Preliminary hearings were, I, I'll say, mostly uneventful. It doesn't seem like there was anything. 
too spectacular, as it were. It was just real short and sweet. All right. And then this happened uh, two days ago. Expert report concludes trigger on gun in rust shooting was pulled. So, and this is an expert for the court or forensic firearms examiner yeah, hired by the, by the state. state. Perfect. So it's actually, yes, an actual expert to evaluate the condition and functioning of the revolver involved in the shooting death of rust cinematographer Helena Hutchins has determined the weapon could not have been fired without the trigger being pulled. Yeah. Um, the report could have implication for the film star and producer who was holding the gun. Although Alec Baldwin repeatedly denies pulling the trigger, given the tests, finding, and observations reported here, the trigger had to be pulled or depressed sufficiently to release the fully cocked or retracted <clears throat> hammer of the evidence revolver. Hmm. If the hammer had not been fully retracted to the rear and were to slip... From the yeah. handler's thumb without the trigger depressed, the half cock or, or quarter, quarter cock, cock notches Sorry. in the hammer should have prevented the firing pin from reaching any cartridge in the firing chamber. Report also concludes that the bullet that killed Hutchins and wounded Souza was similar to five other live rounds, which investigators recovered from various locations on the rest set and were dissimilar to bullets and ammunition obtained from, I guess, uh, from the PDQ arm and prop owner in Albuquerque, which you may remember we talked about, where yeah. uh, where she had walked in. So, well, so he stated, I guess, to the New Mexican or to the journal, this 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 prop guy in Albuquerque said that prior to the shooting that Helena Hutchins had walked in and said, mm. hey, how do you actually use a real gun? And he was like, you don't. What the fuck are you talking about? That's not exactly the word for word, of course. I'm but, paraphrasing. But, that's the, yeah. but that was the gist, that she was like, hey, can I use a real gun? And he was like, no, because that's... In the way that, like, yeah. Yeah, that, like, a professional would be like, No. Like, what do you mean you put cement in your sink? Didn't she have this (laughs) job because her grandfather was like a famous movie armor? So like, Mm -hmm. so she's not going. She's like so underwater that she's not even going to him because she knows that he wouldn't approve of it. So she's going to like some guy. Mm -hmm. That's kind of proof of guilt in some way. I I think like. You're an expert, but you're not going to the expert who, like, licensed and trained you or whatever. You're going to, like, some random person for, like, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Let's continue, though. Uh, so then it says, uh, da-da-da-da-da, they charged him, they dismissed it. There was an FBI oh. ballistics report, oh. um, which apparently it said that they could, that, like, uh, It said, uh, contending an FBI ballistics report had determined the gun could not have fired without the trigger being pulled. So they also agreed that, like, yeah, no, you had to pull the trigger for this gun to work. Okay. And then it said... uh, See, and look at this, too. See, this is what I was thinking, because it's a movie... Well, it's not a mm -hmm. movie weapon, but it's a collector weapon, crucially. And collector Mm -hmm. weapons, I know this, as I used to be this kind of person. Collector weapons 
there is a huge aftermarket for replacing any kind of move small or moving part everything they're broken all the time especially if they're really old they're rusting and stuff like that a lot of things weren't made of stainless steel back then or you're just trying to look for like a 2023 version of something that could easily be made for like five cents that was you know better than the original thing and so this is key this is what i was thinking about and this is how they can know this the weapon had at some point been fitted uh, this one uh, with a new hammer, calling into question the FBI's previous conclusion the weapon could not have been fired without the trigger being pulled. So this wasn't, as I have had oh, yeah. in the past, mm-hmm. a gun with a hammer so rusted and worn down that even if you fire it, nothing happens. It doesn't even strike the bullet or that the spring is too weak, to, and yeah. this, which wouldn't be a, something in this uh, gun, but like on a rifle, for example, the spring is sometimes too weak to even like hit the bullet Mm -hmm. because that's the way that it works it has to like basically Mm -hmm. push against for anyone home who's not like a gun mechanic but like springs Um, you can imagine they get old they don't work the same that's all it's basically it brian this i i don't know if i've ever told you this but i once dated a guy who was really into guns and for their for our anniversary at that time it was like a like uh, i i got him a bullet press (laughs) yeah Sweet. So I knew how to use one. So cool. and I knew. I to... So I so I knew and understood the mechanics of guns, awesome. right? Like I, I mean, I'm, I, I myself am not exactly anti-gun. It's yeah. just I would never have one in my own home, right. for a hundred thousand different reasons. I think. Um, <laughs> yes. One, I was like, I think our primarily starting with, I don't <laughs> actually need one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I feel you on that. Um... I would like to go <laughs> hunting one day. I would come down to Florida. I have. Uh, I'd like to all the go tools hunt. that we could go to a hunt uh, to a range. Especially, there's a really nice range here, and I have all the toys and tools, every category of weapon you ever wanted to see. That when the <laughs> when I, I was I, let I, me I, let me update everyone I, I here at home. You, you know my political views. Like everyone, <laughs> everyone at home knows my political views today. But, uh, you know, people are flexible and they change and stuff. And you'd be very proud of me to know how flexible I am from where I, I am to where I am. And um, I basically, you know, the part in like the Matrix where Neo's like guns, lots of guns and like the racks of guns fly in. And there's like every category of gun. There's like a gun representing every like style of gun you'd see in a movie. I basically went like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to try to do that, too. <laughs> like, I'm going to have the gun from Hitman. I'm going to have the gun from, you know uh splinter cell like i i got it i did it all i so if anyone ever wondered what i was doing from like 19 to 25 with any of my disposable income it was like trying to collect every cool video game weapon basically and then all, the, the rest hobbies, the rest went into my car yeah it was a real uh i was having a real fun time living at home anyway i had a zelda right. sword that's not true <laughs> No, video game guns, that's surely what it was. No, the closest thing I have is a letter opener, which is a replica dagger of some kind of hoity-toity German sword. But uh, it's just a letter opener. <laughs> I once bought a box of knives off the knife show because I just love the knife show so much. You know, the live knife knife selling. Have you ever watched that before? Are you... Mm-mm. Uh, the katana, but the I have, but I have gone good... to gun shows in Nevada. So. Ah, yes. <laughs> so I imagine I, they're I, extremely you know. similar to gun shows in Florida. So I can imagine the things you've seen and taken in. Um, 
I got. I, I purchased quite a few books there. Let oh. me just say that they sell guns. I, I, I never purchased any weapons, but I did feel comfortable enough to make cash purchases of literature. I'll say that they sell guns for like criminally low prices. I got, well, how about this? Fifteen years ago, they were selling guns for yeah, criminally no, low no prices. Shit for I was getting like eight, low prices. like uncased. Yeah, exactly. I was getting like uncased like perfect condition german mausers for like 83 dollars like uh there's those like uh 1887 what are they the the russian rifle it's like a bolt action thing i have like five of those well, because the, they were the, literally under the, 100 bucks a pop the the kolosh klava or kolosh klava or something hold on <laughs> i used to oh yeah it was in goldeneye yes no yeah yes it's <laughs> the, the Totally. No, I know shit, man. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, not that one. Yeah, that that was just an AK, essentially that one. Yeah, no, but there the, there were a bunch. There were. It, <laughs> I have that. I have that. Look, the, the I have the James Bond gun, the PP, the Walter PPK. Oh, have, the Walter PPK. I have one of those. I have um, from 1938. It was used in World War II. I have. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. I actually have a 1911 from 1913 that was used by an officer in World War One. Oh wow! Yeah. See, so like, so that this is, I mean, I, I again, as a someone who loves antiques roadshow, like this is also it. just like literally just fascinating, right? Like just yeah. like so, because some people will also come in and be like, I found this revolutionary musket at the yard sale for two dollars. <laughs> Yeah, there's. Uh, a... I just picked it up. It looked really cool. <laughs> there's a between. My, there's a gun store down the street with a very nice man who's very sweet and friendly and not like a crazy conservative dude. He's the, like the only gun store I know of like in town. He's like an ex Secret Service agent who's actually like a normal person to talk to. He's not like a yeah, QAnon yeah. guy. That's the thing I'll give him. Not, not how they usually are. Not how they usually are, like QAnon guys. He's like kind of <laughs> yeah. normal. Uh, uh kind of normal uh but other god, than that, i loved the, the prepper book so incredible. much oh my god oh no you go in there you're gonna talk to some preppers you want to talk that stuff you just go and sit at like a bar stool that they have there and just chat with people who are regular. no so so the books that i actually purchased at that thing and i don't have them anymore and it's not because i don't like have them you're afraid of getting caught with them. i didn't no it's more that they're at my at, at, they are they are at my parents home okay um, and because we're estranged, I may not see them until after redacted. So, <laughs> you know, uh, but it was these books that were about ditch medicine. Mm. And it was like, it, it was like, pretend you have zero access to doctors. Okay. Uh, what do you do? Scary. Right. Uh, the world is falling apart. Right. You're living in a Montana cabin. Who knows? Anything. Hurricane destroys right? the power grid for months on end. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, and now we've seen it, right? We've kind of experienced it. Um, if we were lucky, we experienced, let's say, nothing during the COVID pandemic. <laughs> right? Like, uh, there were times when we were hearing, let's say, at home, like on the news that hospitals were overloaded with covid patients and so i would literally say to the like the people around me like why are you riding around town without a bike helmet like there is no space for you in the hospital right now why are you doing that 
like yeah i like i i like for me as the person who has checklists by the door these things did not compute you know it's funny that you say that like (laughs) i never thought about things like that before you said things like that i I appreciate you like thank you i don't know like in that like if you're doing something irresponsible at a time when hospitals are completely overstressed like this is something you have to do it's not a rule or a law or no one's making you do it but like at that time you should just take a little extra care to think about the larger situation that you're in and it's just an example of many times where you've described situations like that where i'm like fuck it's like something that i personally would have never thought of until you described it for me i'm like oh shit but that's like a completely reasonable thought like i don't know uh, well like so i, I mean I, that, that would be that Thank would be you. a hell of a time to break an ankle you know it, it's just yeah it, like, put yourself uh, at risk even i don't know I mean, it's it's just like see, like I mean, I I it was why actually I held back. See, see, it was why I held back really learning how to skateboard. Mm. Um, so I I can get on a board mm. and I can like paddle down the street, like, and I say waddle. I'll actually say I can waddle down the street a little bit. Yeah. I feel quite uncomfortable doing it without a helmet on. Let me start with that one. Yeah. Um. Because I, I see myself falling backwards. I see myself, regardless of learning to fall and knowing how to fall and somersaulting, that I may still <laughs> that may still happen. Because the streets in Santa Fe are the streets in Santa Fe. They are not yes smooth skate park necessarily. I, so. I think I've said, said this on this podcast before, but I wrecked out. I can't remember exactly where it was. I guess it was in front of Cafe Pascal. Gary. I hit a FedEx truck on an electric skateboard going 25 miles an hour, probably. <laughs> the guy opened the door to the exact wrong moment, avoided the door, but then swerved back in and slammed in the side of the truck. <laughs> Flipped out, hit my head, definitely got a concussion, went like blurry for a minute, got back up, kind of like did that thing where you like the football players get up off the field and they like kind of stumble back down. And you're like, oh shit, they need to get him off the field. That was me. <laughs> that was me a couple walks up to me they go oh they recognize the situation i'm in they walk up to me and go hey you doing okay man he needs to call an ambulance or something this time i did not have health insurance so i was thinking to myself like no can't afford this so uh uh no i'm fine i'm fine and i just like pick up my skateboard and i did have my helmet on but still got like a concussion through that but you know and i get up and i kind of like stumble home i get inside I don't even. I wasn't able to. Did you take a nap? I I did. did. I I stumbled into the. No, here's what happened. I stumbled into the the room, into my living room. It literally fell with the door open behind me and the door unlocked. Stumbled in, (laughs) fell on the ground, fell asleep, and like just passed out. And I woke up with my with like something coming out of my mouth. (laughs) Like it was really bad. Um, Definitely could have used a hospital at that point. And then you know. Uh, but yeah, that's that was me. Okay, but see, that's exactly what I mean, right? Like <laughs> you had your helmet on. Imagine if you had it. But I had that helmet. Yeah, right? I like, totally. So, I would like, have fucked up. That's what I mean, right? Like when I was, oh my god, I got a I new was... helmet because it was kind of messed up on the inside. Yeah, no, at, at that point, yeah, you no, could, it was it, visible. <laughs> you would need one. Yeah, yeah no, that that's they're not yeah. that expensive. No, you know? yeah, no seriously, Let's be real to bucks, ourselves. Yeah, you know? yeah let's uh, so. 
It, it was just uh, anyway. I, I guess that's the kind of hyper attentiveness. I guess also a school teacher could only have, you know, because it, it's the, it's this kind of surrogate parenting, right? Also, like, um, in in the sense that, uh. There, there's something about this like kind of meta awareness hyper awareness um and and I, I i don't think it's innate i don't think it's like a talent i don't think it's that some people have it i, I think uh I, th I think it's something you develop I, I don't i don't think almost anything is a talent i don't think anything is innate really I, I might be wrong about that, but I really do think like we choose to exercise certain muscles and ignore certain others for yeah. whatever fucking reason, you know. So, I, I myself am a big believer in like uh, that we can break out of our habits or that we can decide to exercise a different muscle or that um, whatever, you know. So, I guess that kind of awareness isn't something that like I, I don't think I just have it. I, I think it's a uh, you have to it's about i think it's about a way of looking at the world you know and uh have you seen that temple grandin uh biopic with claire danes yet no but that does sound interesting and she does sound like a good person to do that is it a series or a movie movie oh interesting. um i would definitely just so totally go watch that are you are you familiar with who Temple Grandin is? Uh, you should probably explain it for me and the listener. Okay. Uh, so Temple Grandin is uh is I believe she is still alive. Um, a a lady who, um, is autistic, and she was autistic at a time when that word wasn't really a word being used. It was still I think Aspergers. And I think she was she came of age, I think, in like the fifties. Right? So this was also a time as as you and I have discussed many times on the podcast of really weird fucked up child psychologists who were putting children in boxes and shit, right? I'm gonna go back to that. I have a little idea about that, yes. Um and uh <laughs> so Temple wasn't exactly being uh kind of brought up in the best of environments but her mother was pretty tenacious and that's uh and wealthy so that that helped uh but i i think despite the wealth right she was tenacious at a time when women also weren't tenacious um and especially not for a disabled child most people were telling her to like give temple up and to put her into like a mental institution cuz she was like sick in the head right like so she was getting kind of all of the kind of brunt of the worst of the child psychology at that time right um mom really resistant and was doing everything like noticed that temple was like a savant essentially right and that's basically what she kept saying like no you keep saying she's like and then you know our word with the hard r right like or no, they're like you can it. and then you know they're like you keep saying she's all these things but like uh, <coughs> she's literate she can read she can write she's indeed she's like uh, she's like a genius talk to her right like and she was she was a savant right so um i i don't uh, I say savant because that's, I think, how they were describing her at the time. I think what you and I now know is that, no, she was just a high-functioning autistic person. Like, there's 
there was no mental incapacity to to Temple at all, right? She wasn't developmentally delayed in any way, shape, or form. Um, but she had, um, like, tics and mannerisms and self-soothing kind of things. And so a lot of people, I think they had gone, in the film, they actually, I think, kind of go through, like, is she, you know, is it Tourette's? Is it this, that, and the other? That You know, because, again, all of this shit was also still a mystery yeah. to all of the doctors who were putting babies in boxes and shit, right? So, um, anyway, so... Uh, the story is, of course, really well told by Claire Danes and the director and all of that stuff. And uh, but one, more, more kind of like importantly, I say importantly is uh, she studies animal husbandry, and oh. part of it is because and, and she has like kind of this, I'll say, innate talent for it. And it's not really innate; it's just that she is very empathetic to the plight of the livestock that she sees when she's. Like I, when she was a uh, one of the schools that she went to, she took up riding and horses. So she started to get much more comfortable with livestock and animals, and she was like a horse whisperer, right? Wow. Um, but it was because she was essentially putting herself in the position of the horse and going, "Well, how does the horse see the world?" And it's like, "Well, this would be a really scary environment if I were this guy," you know, like. It's like all dark in here and just there's like very little light and yeah, they have blinders on, but otherwise they can't see anything either. Like it's just maybe it's a little too scary. I don't know. So so she no, yeah. there's all of these bits in the movie of her kind of experiencing and them showing us that of how she sees the world and how she thinks about it. Um, but it's all because she's able to empathize with these creatures, essentially, right? So it's not like she's just, it's not like she's better or special or different. It's just she did something that you and I could actually do. And then that's essentially what she does is revolutionize that animal husbandry because she was essentially the first person to say, hey, well, what if we looked at things the way the animals looked at it and how can we increase their comfort even as we're sending them off to the slaughterhouse? Yeah. Right. Like they don't have to be all panicked and stupid like they could you could literally walk them in and they would know like if you do it right. And so uh, she it was really interesting. It was a very interesting take on it because she was so empathetic with the animal as she's sending them off to slaughter. Right. Um, and and that's a I guess that's a really interesting point of view, you know, but I guess both things. Right. Is that. If you put yourself into, if you can empathize, right? Like the whole world opens up, I guess. And so I guess that's part of this, right? Like, uh, if I, if I hear that the hospitals are full, I have to now think, well, what does that actually fucking mean? Uh, does that mean that I shouldn't break my fucking leg right now? Cause I'm going to need an x-ray and I'm going to need a surgery and I'm going to need a fucking screw in there to put my fucking femur back together or some shit, whatever the fuck it is. Maybe I hold off on this home renovation project and don't get on a 20 foot ladder. Maybe I do that. And 80%. maybe I actually call a professional and wait an extra two weeks. Who gives a shit? Yeah, especially at a time. Why do I have to DIY? Because I watched a YouTube video and I'm stuck in the house. No, no, false, <laughs> false. Okay, I'll stick to knitting. Okay, that one's easy. I can order that shit online. 
it'll come to my house and really the only thing i'm in danger of is some final destination type knitting strangulation yeah like like no oh, that's no. not going to happen oh yeah like i accidentally stabbed myself <laughs> this cat's in the cradle got out of control <laughs> these needles anyway, look... that's it it's just <clears throat> risk assessment that's all it is yeah i'm not saying don't do it right i'm just saying like um, well, like, I mean, if I lived with a doctor, I'd be like, yeah, well, you know how to set a bone, right? You know how to take a sewing needle out from an ocular nerve. You know this. We can do this at home. It's fine. With these home tools. <laughs> right? We're not, like, in a clean setting whatsoever. Listen, we have cats. Hey. Car <laughs> it's a... Uh, I, I, I can clear off the I kitchen. I think about it all the time. Like field hospitals and stuff, they're able to establish like completely sterile conditions and <laughs> like literally anywhere. It's a crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, realistically, you could probably turn a kitchen into a <laughs> ocular well, nerve think, repair but, like, zone. Then you would need to have like someone who's an expert at setting a field hospital. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. You Excuse see me. How, you I see forgot how about possible this is, right? <laughs> Like, a, well, I believe that one could set up a kitchen, right? <laughs> I don't believe it is me who has the skills to do so, right? Thank so you. whether or not I got those books at the gun show or not. <laughs> Thank you for clearing up my uh, weed-induced fantasy. <laughs> I just want to make clear, like, in the zombie apocalypse, please don't try to make your way over here, because okay. I will not have any antibiotics, I promise. No, I feel like, honestly, quite honestly, it would... That would be what I would do, but I would probably have to die on the way there. There's no way. Like, a cross-country trek like that would be, like, the craziest thing to try to do and think you're going to survive imagine? you'd just die you'd there's, die. No there's 55 different ways you'd die and if you skipped all those as soon as i showed up where you'd be you wouldn't be there and then someone would kill right? me is it, is it, isn't that what the preppers showed us <laughs> yeah. anyway right when push fucking came to shove during the covid pandemic those little pussies were like i want my hooters wings yeah this I is different than hooters i expected wings. i don't want to participate is basically what they said this isn't exactly what i wanted and so i don't this doesn't count <laughs> yeah right. this isn't what I'm i was like, preparing weren't you for waiting for this go into your for... hole go away i didn't go, want... go into your bunker <laughs> we've i've been waiting for this moment to leave go eat your chemical cheese or whatever <gasps> calorie whatever that thing is <sighs> calorie mate oh, oh yeah kathy yeah and we're recording a podcast again yeah it's crazy no, hey, I look, know. and it's been running. The clock is running. It's been one hour and one minute, and the clock is running 49, 50. Oh, wow. wow. See, no, this is this is perfect, because then we'll be able to cut here. <sighs> oh, yeah. Hi, oh, audience. Hello. Hey, audience. Ooh, you're getting... Um, so this look is the first at that. Time, perfect timing. First time we're ever going to do this. This is great. So now we're going to be releasing the show throughout the week. How about that? And this is the first time we'll be cutting off. An episode. We're going to keep talking Perfect right now. timing, because I have to plug in my computer. We're going to keep recording as long as we want, but we're going to cut off now every hour or so. So congratulations to us. Tell your friends to listen to the show. We'll figure out what the outro song is later. But actually, no, I already know what it should be. And I'm just going to play it right now, because I'm going to walk away for a couple minutes, too. What's the... Where's the... Um... um 
Here's an extra moment of comedy as you. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, to I'm, gonna stumble. Get, I'm gonna get a delicious beverage. Yes, please do that. I'm gonna click on this and because I can't, I just can't remember the names of songs. I don't know why. That's just. There we go. This is the song that we should end it on, right? Yeah. I guess it's still recording, so this is kind of fun. So we can add stuff at the end. But also, <coughs> it starts oh. with just a little glance now. Right a lot of doing it live. So um, <laughs> now I can press uh, the stop button at any point to end the episode. It's currently at one hour and 15 minutes. And because we did the lead in with the intro, I <laughs> think that this is how we'll do it now. Although I also think that. Um, 
all this is kind of a fun meta thing because I'm talking to the audience as well. Um, Perfect. So I think what I'm going to do from now on is one of us should identify mm, like a station season break. episode number thing num- whatever it is at the top or like the date or something like mm. that and then mm. um or the date we're recording it right oh i don't know if that's relevant all this well so this last one was six one Yes, this we'll call this, we'll this call episode, that I guess one we're technically one A. We'll that? call this one six one B. Aha. Yes. Aha. And then we keep the individual episode numbers still increasing. And we have done that before, actually. That's funny. Uh, we've done a similar and the, the one episode that we did that we split into two. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll do that. Um so that's it. I'm gonna press stop now and this will be the end of uh the episode. It is, uh, what is it today? I don't even know. This is the end of 6-1-A. This is amazing. It's yes. like, yeah, it is like call letters. It's almost now like also archive. Yeah. It's kind of silly. It is Friday. But that is how we're going to label them. August 18th, 109 p.m. for me. Okay, I'm hitting stop. <laughs>